Hi everyone, welcome to the Dealing with Difficult People training. There are points during the recording where you can pause the recording to practice the techniques. When we reach these training opportunities, I shall let you know how long a useful practice would be. At that point, you can pause the recording, do the practice, and then when you start the recording from the same place, we'll move on to the next technique. And now for the training session. If you take, for example, how you feel, how most people feel when they're in a confrontation with a difficult person, whether the difficult person's giving them a hard time or whether you've lost it on them and you're going over the top or you've fallen into a really unhelpful, repetitive behaviour that you wish you could get out of, what you actually want to be able to do is to change, reduce your stress level. Our stress response is designed to switch off our thinking brain. And it does very effectively. So the higher the stress you're under, the less you're able to think. So anybody who's done public speaking, if your stress level is high, then you really need your prompts. At some point or another, your stress level will have gone up because of something, often not through your own fault. People that are organizing an event or something. <laughs> Situations people put you under is hilarious. And your capacity to remember all of the things that you're going to talk about just goes away. And so what's happening there is that, that as the stress level grows, the short-term memory reduces. Thought, especially language, but I'm pretty confident all thought lives in short-term memory. So if you're speaking and you're highly stressed, you'll forget the last thing you said and you'll forget the next thing you were going to say. And that's the thing called freezing. And most actors have encountered that at one point or another. You've got to admire them, getting out in front of thousands of people. And you've got an hour of dialogue to remember. Uh, and it's so easy to slip up. And then that bumps up your stress. This is why people don't like speaking in front of the public. And then what happens is there's no thought. This is what happens whenever we're under high stress. High stress, no thought. What you want to be able to do is to regulate your stress because stress is a fairly good indicator of am I going to step out of my comfort zone? Am I going to be angry? Am I going to behave in an unhelpful way? And am I going to engage in a repetitively unhelpful behavior or not? So the primary thing that we want to do is manage our stress. When you haven't had a chance to prepare, this is where the snipers are a real problem. As you're going about your day, and there they are, hitting you with something. You should have done this, this didn't happen, whatever it happens to be. Straight to the breath. And the place to focus on the breath is the belly. You can focus on the nostrils first, if you wish. I normally go straight to the belly. 
it's a way of absorbing their emotions. And it's also a way of absorbing your emotions. If you place your hand on your belly, there's a lot of practices that are related to putting your hand on your belly and noticing the belly rising and falling. Sometimes putting your left hand on the belly and usually it's the top of the belly and you place your right hand on top of that and you're aware of the breath, you're aware of the belly rising and falling and you're also aware of the movement of the hand. And we put our hand there to enhance the awareness of the movement of the belly. This is the first practice opportunity. I suggest you put the audio on pause and practice this simple technique for the next minute or two. This is high on the list of ways of breathing through difficult situations. Over the course of the last few years, I think it's three times now, I've been on the receiving end of a psychotic rant, which is basically whatever, whatever they can say that might be hurtful, they say it loudly right into your face in a very aggressive way. And it sometimes comes out of nowhere. Going straight to the breath is, to me, the most powerful thing, but that's my particular opinion. I started off, I would focus on the nostrils. So now let's move over to the nostrils. So this is what happens when you breathe in. So breathe in and you're focusing on the coolness, breathe out through the mouth or the nose, whichever you prefer. Again, pause the recording and take a few breaths, focusing on the sensation in the nostrils. I'm gonna do another breath in through the nostrils. When you do, Notice that your thought stops. Sharpness and coolness of the focus on the nostrils is more powerful in the short term, very short term, over the course of a few breaths than focusing on the breath in the belly. But it's not a sustainable way of focusing for most of us through an argument, a disagreement, a confrontation. What we want to do is stay with the breath in the belly for that longer period. Once you're focused on the belly, one of the things you can do is extend the out breath. Let's say there's a big disagreement going on, you're having your say, and then when they're having their say, 
you're focusing on that movement of the belly. The ideal way, interestingly, to fill the belly is breathe into the bottom of the belly. Usually we breathe into the top. But when you're absorbing difficult emotions of yours and somebody else, to intervene in the overwhelm that triggers you into an out-of-your-comfort-zone behaviour, bottom of the belly is more useful. And that brings us on to pranayama. Sometimes I call it ujjaya breath. Ujjaya meaning ocean. And the, the name ocean comes from the sound that's made with the breathing. That's the sound of the waves. Now you're using the sound to extend the breath comfortably. So breathing into the bottom of the belly and then what we're looking to do for this one is to extend the breath as long as we can. If you're actually in an argument, let's say, if there's a few people in the room, they're all having their say, then it's reasonably easy for you to move into this. Everybody's different. You will all have a different capacity to extend the breath. Some of you might be able to extend it for a long time, others a short period of time, it doesn't really matter. So what I have a tendency to do is 30 seconds for the first out breath. And then depending on how I get on, each successive out breath, we can extend for longer. The reason for that is it's hyperventilating. So there's a lot of oxygen being transferred because the out breath is such a long period. What that means is that there's air in the lungs for a long period of time. Usually it's 50-50, air being inhaled and exhaled. We don't tend to keep it in there for very long, but breathing out very slowly over a long period of time, it's very similar to just leaving your lungs full. So what you're doing is you're pumping up the oxygen content of your blood. This is the practice that changes people's physiology the most. So this will change your heart rate. It will change your coherence, the relationship between the breathing and the heart rate it will reduce your blood pressure it does all of that stuff yeah. so if you're ever in a difficult situation you notice your heart's racing and you want to slow it down long out breath i don't suggest you do it for more than three long out breaths. if your long out breaths are only about 10 or 15 seconds then you might be able to do five but if you went on to do this over a longer period of time, you're in hyperventilation, then everybody's response to that is different. And some people, it's not good at all. So it's okay to add extra oxygen to your blood, but key thing is because the breath is in the out-breath all the time, that's the parasympathetic system kicking in, which reduces your heart rate, reduces your stress chemicals, reduces your blood pressure, all of this good stuff. And that's the thing that will change your physiology the most. One of the other things as well with the pranayama 
is as you're breathing out, you're counting the seconds. The way to count the seconds is 1, 1,000, 2, 1,000, 3, 1,000, 4, 1,000, 5, 1,000, 6, 1,000, in your mind like that. Because you're doing that, what's happening is you're using your language centers. So I suggest that you pause the audio again and give yourself about a minute or so of practicing the extended out breath of pranayama. If there's a train of thoughts that's unhelpful, it has to come second to you repeating the counting. Counting's a very powerful thing. There's another couple of things that we can use to reduce stress. One of them's reasonably quick. It's something that you can do for two minutes and it's called character counting. With character counting, remember the reason I'm teaching you all of these is because everybody's different and even one person, you'll need different practices at different times. So with character counting, if you close your eyes and imagine that you are in the dark and you've got a sparkler and your mind chooses random numbers between 1 and 10. So here's an example, 8, 9, 5, 8, 2. And what you're doing in your mind is you're drawing that number in the air with the sparkler in front of you. It's a visual activity. Also, you're allowing your mind to randomly come up with numbers between 1 and 10. So what we we'll do is we'll practice this for a couple of minutes. So if you just get yourselves comfortable and focus your attention on being seated, feeling of being here now, and allow your mind to generate random numbers between 1 and 10. So that's one up to ten in any order that the mind comes up with and don't worry about how random they are it doesn't matter and when the number pops into your mind what you do is you draw it in your mind with a sparkler in the dark you know just like little kiddies do when they get a sparkler they draw the number eight in front of them over and over again and you're doing all of these random numbers between 1 and 10. And again, pause the audio and practice character counting for a couple of minutes. This is the sort of thing that you can do after a difficult encounter. With your left hand on the belly and your right hand on top of it, you're noticing the breath. You allow the body to do the breathing. All you do is 
empty the lungs a little bit more than you normally would. And when you do that, you count. This is just counting the out breath and they're slightly extended. Because we're fully emptying the lung. Each time that out breath occurs, you count one, two, three, up to ten. When you reach ten, begin at one. When you lose count, begin at one. So that's counting the out breath with an extended out breath. Counting up to ten. Get to 10, begin at 1, lose count. Back to 1. This is a good way of bringing yourself back down from a confrontation, an argument, a difficult encounter. So again, I suggest you pause the audio and practice this for the next 2 or 3 minutes. It's called counting the out-breaths. Okay, and one final practice designed to help to calm you down a bit after a difficult encounter. This is called the butterfly hug. And the way that it works, what we do is we put our hands across our chest so that the hands are tapping the top of the shoulders. And then what we do is we link the thumbs together. So there you see the shape of the butterfly with the wings and the thumbs are like the head of the butterfly. At the top of the sternum in the middle of the chest there's a bone called the manubrium. It's the first bone that you notice as you move your finger down from your chin down the body till you get below the throat and there's a notch there, there's a U. So what you do is you put your thumbs near there and your fingers are on either side and with this practice, what we're doing is we're tapping each side with the thumb still interlinked. And we're noticing the fingers tapping each side. So it's almost as if somebody else is doing the tapping. And you do it at whatever speed helps you to notice it the most. So if you tap really fast, it doesn't feel like there's a movement from one tap to another. And what we're doing is noticing how the fingers tap each side. When you do this practice, the butterfly hug, you do it 25 times. Yet again, there's counting. And the fingers are in a dip to either side of the sternum, between the sternum and the shoulders. So time for another practice. 
thumbs in the center interlinked, gently tapping each side in the dip between the shoulders and the sternum 25 times. Okay. Right, so there's a set of practices. We've got the most effective way to reduce your stress in a short period of time, pranayama, extending the out-breath. There's following the breath in the belly, which will help you to absorb the emotions that result from somebody else's emotion. I mean, we can't actually feel somebody else's emotions, but we can feel our emotional response to their emotions, whatever that might happen to be. It might be a mirror of their emotions, so they're angry, you get angry, or it might be they get angry, you get frightened, or whatever it might happen to be. It's whatever your response is. And you're focusing on the movement of the belly, breathing through it. There's character counting. This is more of a preparation or nurturing technique to help you to recover from their behavior. There's counting the breaths on the extended out breath. And the final one's the butterfly hug. 